Hello and welcome to this vidcast which is devoted to Amazon versus Tesla. We are going to compare, to benchmark these two very well-known companies using a sport which is parallel slalom. I will tell you in a few minutes why I selected this sport activity to compare them. But first, let's have a look at the evolution of the stock price of Tesla over the last 12 months. 12 months ago, the stock price is about $50 per share. Then it started skyrocketing and in February, March, just before the crisis, uh, the stock price reaches something like $175 per share. Then it crashed and went up again very quickly. And at the end of June 2020, the stock price is at a level which is more than 175 the pre-crash stock price. Then there is a dramatic increase in the stock price, which goes up to 300. These last days and weeks, it goes down, but it's still at $275 per share, which is about six times as much as what it was 12 months before. To explain the situation, some analysts suggest that an investor somewhere has slightly manipulated the stock price, pushed the stock price very much upward, creating an artificial bullish market. Some other people suggest that we are in the middle of a bubble and there is a complete disconnection between the real profitability of companies and their current valuation on stock market. Interestingly, it's an old debate. And you remember 20-something years ago, we had the same discussions about the internet bubble, which later crashed, by the way. And in the middle of the picture, there was a company which was named Amazon. Everybody was saying, this is absolutely stupid, this kind of valuation of a company, which generates losses. And the valuation of the company is completely disconnected from business and economic reality. This is why I'm going to propose you the agenda for this vidcast. First, I'm going to draw a picture, which is the situation of Amazon and Tesla at the end of 2019. We'll try to find a comparable starting point to compare these two companies because, of course, Amazon started earlier than Tesla. Then we'll do a kind of parallel slalom, which will be a parallel benchmarking, observing what happened to these companies, starting from a common reference. And we are going to have a look at sales, obviously, but EBIT, net income, accumulated losses, capital expenditures, and last but not least, capital employed. Then, observing that Amazon sales in 2009 are the same as Tesla sales in 2019, we are going to look at what happened to Amazon after 2009, and we'll try to draw some conclusions about what should happen to Tesla after 2019. Let's start first with observing the current situation with the financial statements, the accounts at the end of 2019, and the current stock price of Amazon versus Tesla. In 2019, Amazon generated sales of $281 billion, which is 11 times Tesla. The market capitalization is more than $1.6 trillion, when Tesla market cap is about $400 billion. So sales are 11 times, but the market cap is four times. 
Amazon is a profitable company whose return on capital employed before tax is 50%. After tax, it definitely pays a weighted average cost of capital, and the company is in a situation of financial performance and positive economic profit. Tesla is hardly profitable, and a return on capital of 4% is just kind of break-even and does not pay the whack. Now you remember the market to book, a very interesting indicator which tells you about the relative value creation. Capital employed is not that big at Amazon, and we are going to discuss that later. But the company is worth, in terms of enterprise value, 54 times the amount of money which is invested in business operations. You remember that enterprise value is market capitalization, so the market value of equity plus net financial debt. As equity and debt are financing capital employed, the value of capital employed is the value of equity plus debt. When you divide the enterprise value by capital employed, you know what is the value of one dollar invested in business operations. Now, the value of this dollar is 54. The investors invested one dollar in business operations, and now it's worth 54, which is absolutely outstanding. The figure is very high for Tesla as well, but lower because the company is more capital intensive. This is a point which we are going to discuss later. Now, in terms of price earnings, the figure for Amazon is 127, which obviously does not mean that shareholders are going to wait 127 years to be repaid their investment. But they anticipate that Amazon profit is going to keep on going upward. As far as Tesla is concerned, the price earning is more than 1,000. This figure does not mean anything because today Tesla is generating positive earnings, but so negligible that the price earning is definitely meaningless. Now, when you look at the evolution of sales at Amazon and Tesla in the recent past, what do you observe? You observe a fantastic story for Amazon, which started in the mid-90s. At the very beginning of the story, Amazon revenues and sales are moving up smoothly, and then there is an explosion starting in the 2010s. Now, if you observe the evolution of Tesla sales, you understand that it's about the same at the very beginning. It starts slowly, then it goes up, and obviously the question is, is Tesla going to follow the same path, the same track record as Amazon? This is what we are going to discuss. How many years of figures do we have for Tesla? The answer is 13 years. Then the question is, which starting year are we going to take to compare Amazon and Tesla? The first reference point we could select is simply the creation of these companies. Now, the following table shows you the evolution of Amazon and Tesla starting from their creation. Amazon is created in 1994, Tesla in 2003. How long did it take to Amazon to generate its first dollar of sales? The answer is one year. For Tesla, it's four years. But obviously, the situation of these two companies is completely different because at Amazon, you can immediately start generating sales. You create your website, you have a warehouse, you store some inventories, and then you can immediately start selling something which you don't manufacture. At Tesla, you have to manufacture, so you have to design the product, you have to design the factory, you have to build the factory, and then you can start generating sales. 
So the benchmark is not in favor of Amazon. It's a normal situation. One company is a marketing and commerce company. The other company is a manufacturing firm. Now, interestingly, how long did it take to Amazon to reach the first $100 million of sales? It took only three years. Well, Amazon, you start in year four and it is year six. So you have the same kind of time lag, one to three, four to six. How long did it take to generate the first billion dollar of sales? Five years to Amazon and then 10 years to Tesla. So you understand that there is a kind of time lag of Tesla against Amazon, except for the first $10 billion of sales because Amazon reached this point after 12 years of existence and 12 years of existence for Tesla to reach the same objective. That's quite interesting because you can observe that Tesla started slowly and then is skyrocketing, is moving very much upward. And that is an interesting benchmark between these two companies observing in parallel slalom how they are working. Now you remember that Tesla sales are 25 billion US dollars in 2019. It was the same for Amazon in 2009. Now what we could do is to observe Tesla over 13 years, endpoint 2019, and compare with Amazon over 13 years, endpoint 2009. What I prefer to use as a reference point is the moment sales are starting skyrocketing. So when sales move from less than 100 million to more than 100 million, and it's going to happen in 96 for Amazon. So sales at Amazon in 96 are less than 100 million and in 97 more than 100 million. The same year for Tesla is 2008. 2008 sales less than 100, 2009 more than 100 million. And then we are going to observe these two companies in parallel slalom over 12 years. You can observe the evolution of sales on the graph. And it is the same conclusion. It starts very slowly for Tesla because you have to build the factory and start running the business. After nine years, they reach the same point in terms of sales. And interestingly, for Tesla, the evolution, the growth in sales is going to be much more favorable than for Amazon. So you start slowly and then you go up very rapidly and at a growth rate again, which is higher for Tesla than for Amazon. Unfortunately for Tesla, the operating income evolution is going to be less favorable. If you look at Amazon in blue, what do you observe? The first years you generate some losses in business operations and the losses are going to accelerate in year four and in year five. You start a kind of recovery in year six and in year seven, you are at break even as far as the EBIT, the operating income is concerned. Then it goes up to year eight and nine, stabilizes and start getting up smoothly in year 12. Now, when you compare Tesla and Amazon, what do you observe? First years, roughly the same. Then the company is going to keep on generating losses and increase the losses, but less than Amazon. Now, at year seven, you're almost at break even at Tesla, but year eight, nine, and 10 are going to be dramatic losses. You generate losses because you're starting a business and you have to invest a lot, not only in manufacturing, but in marketing and in any kind of activity which is supporting the growth in your sales. 
almost break even in year 11, which was about year six to year seven for Amazon. And the company is generating a small operating profit in year 12. Obviously, the net income, which is EBIT, less interest, less taxes, is going to follow the same path. The first three years, it's about the same. Some losses for Tesla, huge losses for Amazon, recovery for Amazon, and break even in year eight, positive figure nine, 10, and 12. And for Tesla, break even in year six, dramatic losses, getting to minus $2 billion in year 10. Some kind of recovery in year 11 and 12, but you are far from being at break even as far as the bottom line is concerned. The next graph is about accumulated losses, which is basically the accumulation of the previous graph. And then you observe that as far as Amazon is concerned, the company starts accumulated losses up to a point which is minus $3 billion stabilization, and then it moves up. But after 12 years, the accumulated retained earnings are not yet positive. As far as Tesla is concerned, the situation is worse because the company keeps on accumulating negative earnings. So after 12 years, the accumulated losses are at minus 6 billion. And now the company should generate some profit so that the accumulated losses go up again so that it reaches one day or the other at least zero. Now, benchmarking Amazon and Tesla on capital expenditures definitely shows a difference in the business model. Amazon is a service company, so the company does not produce. Of course, it invests in warehouses, it invests in uh, delivery equipments or whatsoever. But at Tesla, you have to build a factory and buy robots, equipments, machinery, etc. So the capital expenditure figure is much higher at Tesla than at Amazon. It's neither good nor bad. It's just a consequence of the business model. Now, as far as capital employed is concerned, I changed the rules of the game. And instead of starting one year for one company, another year for the other company, I started in 2007. And it's very interesting to observe. At Tesla, you have to progressively build the factory to be able to sell and grow your sales. This is why you have capital employed figure, which is positive and then goes up dramatically. At Amazon, the capital employed is negative because property, plant and equipment is not that big, because the working capital requirement is negative. And you understand that up to 2012, capital employed is negative, a little bit positive in 2013, almost negligible up to 2016. And it is only in 2017 that the capital employed at Amazon is going to go at a higher rate. And I'm going to tell you why. For Tesla, it's a different story because at Tesla, you invest. And the evolution of capital employed is a consequence of capital expenditures. At Amazon, the evolution of capital employed is external growth. It is the acquisition in 2017 of Whole Foods for a total amount of 13 billion US dollars. So you understand that industrial operations in terms of dollar figures is high at Amazon and as high at Tesla. Why? Because at Tesla, they build a factory and at Amazon, there is an acquisition, which is Wolf Foods. Now, after this kind of 12-year parallel slalom, 
Let's go back to Amazon over a long period and let's observe the evolution of sales and earnings. This is quite interesting to go back to sales, observe what we observed before, which is slow growth and then dramatic increase in the sales figure. What is very interesting to observe at Amazon is the evolution of the net income. The net income is zero, negative, a little bit positive, break even, a little bit positive, down to zero. And it's only in 2016 that the net income at Amazon is going to become significantly positive. So you have kind of sales growth, but the sales growth at the beginning is not generating earnings growth. After a period of sales growth, there will be something which happens at Amazon, which is not only sales growth, but earnings, earnings growth, and dramatic earnings growth. It's very interesting to try to observe why the sales are growing and not the earnings, and then sales are growing together with the earnings. And it's about growth options, exercising growth options, but options which are related with sales growth and earnings growth. As you all know, there is a new business at Amazon, which is named Cloud Computing, Amazon Web Services. When you start observing the cloud computing activity at Amazon starting in 2013, no figures are provided before, you observe that Amazon Web Services is contributing to some extent to the growth in the sales. But definitely, the source of operating income at Amazon is Amazon Web Services. Now, when you look at the evolution of the profitability and sales of the company, you can observe that without the cloud computing activity, the sales figure at Amazon would not be 280 billion, it would be 240 something billion. So there would have been growth in sales, but the profit would be close to zero. So the trend of a zero profit would be quite the same. The reason why the company is a nice situation today is not growth in the e-commerce activity, is growth and exercise of a growth option in a new business, which is cloud computing. That's a very important conclusion for the rest of the vidcast. Now let's go back to when each and every company reaches a sales figure of $25 billion. It's 2019 for Tesla. It's 2009 for Amazon. In 2009, the market capitalization, the value of equity of Amazon is only, between quotes, $54 billion. Today, Tesla is $390 billion. What about the return on capital employed and the market to book for these two companies? It's impossible to calculate the Rose for Amazon because you remember on the graph, capital employed are negative. So you just cannot calculate a Rose when the denominator is negative. You cannot calculate a market to book because again, the denominator is negative. Now you remember for Tesla, Rose 4%, hardly positive. It does not pay the work. Economic profit is negative. Still, value creation for business operations is very high because the company is worth 15 times the amount of money which was invested in business operations. At that time, in 2009, the price earning for Amazon was not the 127 we have today. It was only 60. So the company was growing, 
not yet that profitable, difficult to calculate a rose when capital employed is negative, and the company was worth two years of sales. If you look at the situation of Tesla today, the value of the company in terms of years of sales is much higher, and the company has to demonstrate something. Now, if you compare sales figure and market cap, 25 billion of sales figure for Amazon and twice as much in terms of market capitalization in 2009. So the company is worth two years of sales. If you look at Tesla, 25 billion of sales, almost 400 billion of market capitalization. So you understand that the value of the company as it is evaluated by the market is much higher compared with the same level of sales. The company is hardly at break-even in terms of return capital employed and is showing a fantastic market to book and value creation, relative value creation, because again, a dollar invested in business operations is worth on the market $15. Now let's observe what happened to Amazon and Amazon shareholders from 2009 to 2019. Well, shareholders are smiling. And they smile. Why? Because the value of their company was $54 billion, and today it's more than $1.6 trillion. If you look at the evolution, you understand that it's a fantastic return for the shareholders. Maybe there will be the same return for Tesla shareholders, but the starting point is not $54 billion. The starting point is almost $400 billion. So you remember that for Amazon... The evolution of the stock price was justified by exercising sales growth option, but earnings growth option as well. And if at Amazon today the historical business is at break-even plus, the company opened a new door, which is a cloud computing activity, which is generating fantastic earnings and some growth. So what about Tesla tomorrow? Tesla tomorrow has to identify and exercise not only sales, but also earnings growth option to follow the same path as Amazon, so that in 10 or 15 or 20 years' time, the Tesla shareholders today will have the possibility to smile as much as the Amazon shareholders yesterday. That's a very, very big challenge. Thank you very much.